What is a false flag? The encyclopedia definition reads, false flag operations are covert operations conducted by governments, corporations, or by other organizations which are designed to appear as if they were carried out by other entities. The name is derived from the military concept of flying false colors, that is, flying the flag of a country other than your own. One of the most popular carried out by governments is to stage a terror attack or horrible criminal incident and then blame it on your political enemies. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, and Joshua. And on today's episode, Operation Northwoods. Hey guys. Hey. Hi. Other guy. You guys are all my friends, right? Mm. On the weekend. Oh, come on. Payment's a little late. <laughs> that's sad. That That's kind of the way <laughs> things work in this world in general. Payment's a little late. No, no TV for you. No internet for you. No oxygen for you at the, po- <laughs> at the uh, hospital. <laughs> Okay, so today we're going to be talking about one insane conspiracy that, let's just, let me just get this out of the way and say, this is 100% true. There there will be no part at the end where we say, did this happen? No, because I'm skeptical. This will be, <laughs> it happened. Yeah, I, I know this one, and not even I can deny it. That's true. So there's not going to be a part of... Larry playing a song and go, let's get skeptical, skeptical. New turn, new, uh, new, uh. I I feel like today we're having like really great ideas time. See, except for me, like I I can't come up with terms to save my life. That's why why you host. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I Uh, just let the two wonderkins come up with cool stuff while I just ramble. So Operation Northwood. Yeah. That. That's that boner I get at three in the morning <laughs> that aches. And it feels like the head's going to split like a hot dog that's been on the grill just a little too long. Oh, right. God. So you and then go that in, juice squirts out. So you go in the bathroom and you piss and it kind of slowly deflates. It's well, after that, it hits the wall. Yeah, because you get that split stream thing. You're trying to change pipes. So it's kind of hard to work the piss out. It comes out <laughs> in a dribble and all of a sudden it's like a thumb over the end of a garden hose. Oh, do you let, do you guys like? Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> now I'm curious. I've just never had the balls to ask anybody in a public restroom if if they do this. But I aim at the deepest part of the water so I can get that really deep, aggressive piss sound. Well, yeah, you want to make sure that everyone else in the bathroom can hear your yeah. glorious noise. I want them to know my prostate still works. I get that. Okay. It's kind of a man thing. It's okay. like uh, it's like marking your territory, hey, so the, to speak. The plumbing works here. Mm-hmm. How about yours, Fred? Yeah. And then he comes in and he's he's like sitting on the toilet for 30 minutes. I mean, like... You hear a grape fall. <laughs> it's like you're trying to... Uh, uh, 
You're mm. trying to. I forgot. Oh, you're I trying don't... to conjure you're... conjure the... a ghost, Mario and Luigi from the plumbing. What if you you're trying to communicate through like Morris code when you be like? Have you tried to stop your stream? I feel like I I have and I can. It's not comfortable. It hurts. You have to kink the hose. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Okay, we're being silly here, guys. We need to get into it. Um, so I'm going to go with a 1 through 10 on government plotting. What do you guys feel? If, if, if you knew the government had came up with a scheme mm-hmm. and plotted against you and your fellow Americans, mm-hmm. what would you rate that? Josh, why don't you take it first? I'm going to pass this to Larry so I can think a second. Mm. Okay. So I got to buy like eight minutes of time so Josh can think. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, it's definitely a 10. Yeah. I mean, like, how could it not be? Mine, I, I'll i say mine right now, too. It's a 10 for sure. Well, I'm Solid Snake, and I say that it is definitely a 10 out of ten. Sounds like Solid State Snake needs to take a number two. <laughs> number two? Okay. Metal Gear. Alright. It's <laughs> fucked. And men are evil. And the scary stuff is real life, obviously. that's. I feel like that's something we've learned from this show is that most of the really horrible, scary stuff is actually real. Um, yeah, the fun stuff is fake. Right. Like Fraggles, Fraggle Rock's not real, is it? No, they've they've moved on. They're now Fraggle Jazz. Fraggle Jazz. Yeah, that's gonna get old. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Fraggle Jazz, I like it. All right, Operation Northwoods was a plan in 1962 under John F. Kennedy's presidency, which had the written approval of Chairman Lyman L. Lemonitzer. That is an evil name. It is. Everything about that name to me is the triple L's. Bet you has a cartoony mustache, he twirls. No, but Ooh. he looks like a Bond supervillain. Like, if you pull it, you pull this up on the wiki, which, by the way, I'll, I'll say real quick my sources. WhatReallyHappened.com, <laughs> Body of Secrets by James Bamford, published 2001 by Doubleday. Obviously, Wikipedia, because Wikipedia rules. And there was also a great documentary you should check out called. In plain sight by the truth movement. How much have we uh, donated to Wikipedia? Uh, nothing, but <laughs> that's okay. Soon, when I get that tax return, I'll as soon tell as you we what, make some money, we'll we'll donate. To yeah, them. so it's we'll our, do- list. we'll it's donate, our listeners' fault. We'll donate half of our first profits to them, maybe if we're feeling giving. All right, so. This uh, supervillain and every member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff called for innocent people to be shot, for boats carrying refugees fleeing Cuba to be destroyed in the high seas, for violent terrorist attacks to be launched in Washington, D.C., Miami, and elsewhere. Now, why would they want to do that? Do you guys know? I do. Okay. Well, Josh, do you have any clue why the Joint Chiefs of Staff would be so malicious? Because it's the government and they're dickwads. Well, some I mean, of them I, are. 
People would be framed for bombings they did not commit. Planes would be hijacked. Hmm. Planes hijacked. That sounds familiar. Using phony evidence, all of it would be blamed on Fidel Castro, who was the Cuban dictator at the time. Mm-hmm. Thus giving Lemonitzer and his cronies the excuse, as well as the public, via the press and also international backing, they needed to launch their war. The right on the inside were calling Kennedy the soft president at the time, and after the failure of the Bay of Pigs, it was all in their minds. So imagine, if you will, John F. Kennedy. Now, we had a pretty liberal president these last eight years, and he's Mm. literally about to leave at least in if you I mean, in conversation, you would consider him to be a pretty liberal president. But as we all know from living in this country, one figurehead does not a country make. Right. There's a lot of behind the scenes people. Now, during the early 60s, even say late 50s, this um, these people that worked with with Kennedy and in the administration, they were not necessarily all like minded. You have to kind of picture an almost happy go lucky because I I would imagine. I mean, John F. Kennedy when he died, he was kind of a rock star in a way. His mm-hmm. approval rating was really high. People liked him. The right didn't like him. But what's to say that's ever changed in our day and age? We pick right. a, we pick a team like it's sports and just root against the other guy not so much for your guy right um in truth though the idea for this may have originated with president eisenhower in the last days of his administration with the cold war hotter than ever and the recent u u2 scandal fresh in the public's memory not the band u2 um the old general wanted to go out with a win because at the time Lyman Lemonitzer, our evil villain of this whole show, he was a general in the army. Now, he wanted desperately to invade Cuba in the weeks leading up to Kennedy's inauguration. Indeed, on January 3rd... Charge! On January 3rd, he told Lemonitzer and other aides in his cabinet room that he would move against Castro before the inauguration. That's what Eisenhower said. If only the Cubans gave him a really good excuse. Then, with time growing short, Eisenhower floated an idea. If Castro failed to provide that excuse, perhaps, he said, the United States could think of manufacturing something that would be generally acceptable. So, I'm going to say this. I thought, and I think, in retrospect, Eisenhower was a great president. I don't know every detail about Mm -hmm. his presidency. I don't know if he tipped well or what his, you know, Sunday manner was. <laughs> I like to imagine he's at Ross's t- t- <laughs> exact change. Anytime I think of Eisenhower, I just see this, like, the old 90-year-old man who's paying for, like... <laughs> his shoes were Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> his favorite drink was Sanka. Yep. He fresh. probably had hard candies on his desk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fresh oh, in yeah. his breast with certs, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> hard candies for all the gray aliens mm-hmm. that were passing into the... Oval Office. Um, okay, Would you so like some peppermint? No. <laughs> we want more butt checks, sir. That's, <laughs> I, that's my gray alien <laughs> impression. I'm sorry. Okay, so 
although no such war took place, the idea was not lost on the general. But he and his colleagues were frustrated by Kennedy's failure to authorize their plan and angry that Castro had not provided an excuse. So it's like it's like being a bully mm-hmm. and that one kid he gets in with the teacher and the teacher kind of puts almost like a guard. Mm-hmm. So he you can't fuck with this kid, okay? You know, and and to be honest with you, that's kind of the way the American government handles any sort of threat. They look for an in constantly. Mm-hmm. It's this whole thing, even though I didn't, I'll be honest, like last week, I didn't even know what Operation Northwoods was, but I started reading this stuff and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Okay. So the final straw may have come during a White House meeting on February 26, 1962, concerned that General Lansdale's various covert action plans under Operation Mongoose. Now, <laughs> there's a lot of operations in here because, to be honest with you, the government likes to have little code names mm-hmm. and acronyms. Um, operation Mongoose was also called the Cuban Project. It was a covert operation of the CIA that was commissioned in March of 1960 during the final year of President Dwight Eisenhower. Now... Operation Mongoose was a secret program against Cuba aimed at removing the communists from power. We didn't like commies. Still don't. No. (laughs) That's the Cold War in a nutshell. Uh, Which was a prime focus of the Kennedy administration, according to uh, some Harvard guy. A document from the United States. See, <laughs> this guy goes to Harvard. Right, works I'm on sorry. his education. Just he's glossed over in the podcast. I'm sorry. His name was Jorge, Jorge Dominguez. All right. Just go with guy from Harvard. <laughs> I just didn't want to give him any credit. Wait, wait, wait. Just, this just in. Trump just deported him. <laughs> oh, poor guy. I think he's probably poor dead. I know. Hey. Maybe he's this not. just in Trump dug up his body and then deported that. <laughs> okay. Uh, a document from the United States Department of State confirms that the project aimed to help Cuba overthrow the communist regime, including its leader, Fidel Castro, and it aimed for a revolt, which can take place in Cuba by October 1962. U.S. policymakers also wanted to see a new government with which the United States can live in peace. Now, do you guys see the U.S. government living in peace with Iraq right now or just continuing <laughs> to fight a war? Because I feel like we didn't learn much from this. Um, the Twelve cover- of these proposals ca- come fr- from a 2 February 1962 memorandum entitled Possible Actions to Provoke, Harass, or Disrupt Cuba. That that memo cuts to the, the chase. You um, You say your date's weird. 2 February 1962? Yeah. Yeah. Humans say, like, February 2nd. It, you know, part you of it is... reptilian you. I'm sorry. I am <laughs> assimilating with the humans. 2 February. True story. When I was in the service, that's how we wrote our dates. Okay. And honestly, that's... It's still in Like, there. I see okay. it in my head. I, it, and it's funny that you mentioned that, because now... Going back to it, I'm like, yeah, I do always say it weird, and I bet people. That's why people look at me weird. I'm like, my mm, birthday yeah. is three August, 1982. I'm like, I am human. Beep boop, <laughs> beep boop, beep boop. <laughs> He's been compromised by a mongoose operation. Mongoose. All right. Um, that memo, the cut to the chase memo, I just brought up, 
written by Brigadier General William H. Craig and submitted to Brigadier General Edward Lansdale. Who Isn't that the guy who played Coach in the television series Coach? Maybe. No, that was Craig T. Nelson. Oh, my bad. <laughs> check your IMDb's. You could be lying. You might be a spy. Um, the memorandum outlines outlines Operation Bingo, which, which didn't take place. In- I think my grandma was on the front line of that one. <laughs> she had seven cards she would play with. It was a plan to create an incident which has the appearance of an attack on a U.S. facility, which at the time was going to be Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. E-16. I-32. You don't play Battleship. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I just save you the time. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Thus providing an excuse for use of U.S. military might to overthrow the current government of Cuba. It also included, and you like this operation, fellas, Operation Dirty Trick. A plot <laughs> done dirt cheap too. <laughs> a plot to blame Castro of the nineteen sixty two Mercury this is fucked. The Mercury Man space flight carrying John Clint Glenn crashed, saying the objective is to provide irrevocable proof that should the Mercury manned orbit flight fail, the fault lies with the communists. So slash Cuba. So they, they already they had a built-in blaming situation right. then. Wow, that's fucked. Yeah. That's Yikes. the most fucked of all the operations. Operation God. Dirty Trick was a big bad boo-boo. That's like if I drop something, I automatically blame my cat for running in front of me. Yeah. Operation Pussycat. <laughs> your cat's like giving you the middle Fuck, dude. Your paw. <laughs> anyway. Gonna drop, um, I'm gonna puke in my shoes now. So basically, <laughs> we're, we're, this is getting more, it gets more outrageous and, 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 set, and happily, I guess, it kind of went nowhere. Yeah. There was a lot of shitty back and forth, Brigadier General, Joint Chief Staff's shithouse memos. And meanwhile, John F. Cuntady. Cuntady. <laughs> John F. Kennedy is off like banging supermodels while Jackie's like in a, Pill trains. Yep. Um, yep. Lansdale was ordered to concentrate for the next three months because it was all failing strictly on gathering intelligence about Cuba. It was humiliating and sad for Lansdale, a man more accustomed to praise than to scorn. As the Kennedy brothers appeared to suddenly go soft on Castro, oh, our, that's not that's not nice. Hey, you know. Hey, sometimes, sometimes you get a little too much whiskey. Sometimes, yeah. I've been there. I've mm-hmm. done that. Uh, I, believe it, I believe the medical term is whiskey dick. Yeah. It's true. It's on... Uh, shit. It's WebMD. On, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a headache, and um, I'm nope. a little dizzy. Oh, you've got whiskey dick, son. Two or months AIDS. to live. Or cancer. Wait, why are we laughing about this? Because... All right. So basically, their attempts to provoke the Cuban public to revolt seemed dead, and Castro, unfortunately, appeared to have no inclination to launch any attacks against America. He is not stupid. Well, no. And, you know, have you ever been taunted by somebody before? Mm, and you, oh, just, you just described high school. Right. And you're just kind of like, 
mm, fuck off, dude. Under your breath as yeah. you're walking away. Yep. Pretty much. Man, yeah. I got a lot of people with zingers that way. I'm thinking that's what Castro was feeling about then. I'm gr- Granted, if there's somebody out there that thinks this is all getting botched and we definitely need to speak for the injustices that Fidel Castro did, by all means, send me a link. But during this article, it just seems like he's a kid who's just doing his own thing and then there's this he- big bully. There was no inclination of an attack. Um, the generals, they, uh, they would have to trick the American public and world opinion into hating Cuba so much that they would not only go along, but would insist that he and his generals launch their war against Castro. World opinion and the United Nations Forum said a secret JCS document, another one of those super secret scroll uh, memos should be favorably affected by developing the international image of the Cuban government as rash and irresponsible. It is an alarming and unpredictable threat to the peace of the Western Hemisphere. Operation Northwoods called for a war in which many patriotic Americans and innocent Cubans would would die senseless deaths, all to satisfy the egos of twisted generals back in Washington. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Let's take a clip break. And then when we come back, I'll round this out with what Mr. Kennedy did once he finally heard about all these goddamn shitty memos. Memos? Millennials? Ooh, Mentos. (laughs) Mentos. I was trying to make it modern or something. your screen you see one of the cover pages for the Northwoods documents. You will note that it is signed by L.L. Lemnitzer, dated March 13, 1962, and marked as unclassified. Next, you will note the subtitle of the Northwoods document is revealed as justification for U.S. military intervention in Cuba. Throughout the process of looking at these pages, you will notice that I have also highlighted the text of particular interest. Now, let's read these parts of the documents for ourselves. The problem. As requested by Chief of Operations Cuba Project, the Joint Chiefs of Staff are to indicate brief but precise description of pretexts, which they consider would provide justification for U.S. military intervention in Cuba. The suggested course of action appended to Enclosure A are based on the premise that U.S. military intervention will result from a period of heightened U.S.-Cuban tensions, which place the United States in the position of suffering justifiable grievances. World opinion and the United Nations Forum should be favorably affected by developing the international image of the Cuban government as rash and irresponsible, and as an alarming and unpredictable threat to the peace of the Western Hemisphere. Uh, Recommendations of the Northwoods documents were to include that this paper not be forwarded to commander of unified or specific commands. This paper not be forwarded to U.S. officers assigned to NATO activities. This paper not be forwarded to the Chairman, U.S. Delegation, United Nations Military Staff Committee. So clearly, um, they were trying to keep this very secret, uh, and they didn't want anyone to know about it, 
and understandably so because this entire document is quite embarrassing. This plan, incorporating projects selected from the attached suggestions or from other sources, should be developed to focus all efforts on a specific ultimate objective which would provide adequate justification for U.S. military intervention. Such a plan would enable a logical buildup of incidents to be combined with other seemingly unrelated events to camouflage the ultimate objective and create the necessary impression of Cuban rashness and irresponsibility on a large scale directed at other countries as well as the United States. Well, that was a nice break. Did you guys feel feel the... I was getting down with the beat. I was going to say. Yeah, that, that was... The blood uh, pumping. That was pretty good. I liked Just, it. Was that produced by uh, uh, what's his name? You know what's his Danger name? Danger Mouse. Uh, Puffy. Was that produced by Puffy? <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> big boy. Oh, it was Big Boy production. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I see. Since John Glenn was bombs a damn... over Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> you know it? what's sad though? I was stationed there in Cuba. Like, yeah. If that was something that happened like modern day, or even if oh, I was, yeah, I could have been. I would have been probably involved because I was an MP. Wow. So I would have been probably in some sort of reactionary force. Like, yeah. you kid, run over there. And I'm like, something could have gone <laughs> my wrong. My baton falling out of my holster. We have a different podcast host. We'd probably be millionaires by now, Josh. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Not saying I'm gone. I'll be here forever. Okay, since John Glenn was a goddamn hero and went to space and back without issue, the Snidely Whiplash Joint Chief Chairman started new plots with his evil cohorts. Lime and Lime and Minister. Yeah. Oh, there he is. The suggestion operations grew progressively more outrageous. So, the other stuff I told you wasn't was just the icing on the cake. Okay? Mm. This is the marbling in the frosty center. Mm. Oh, shit. Now we're hungry. Yeah. You Somebody mar- go make... Marbling, and I thought of steak. Steak cake? Steak cake? Oh. Oh, we just invented something tasty, Yum. fellas. I think so. Mm. It's just diabetes and that's a heart failure. <laughs> and heart failure all in one, man. <laughs> the suggestion operations grew progressively more outrageous. Like I said, another call for an action similar to the infamous incident in February 1898 when an explosion aboard the battleship Maine in Havana Harbor killed 266 U.S. sailors. You guys know about that, right? Yeah. Basically, it was a precursor to World War One. Although the exact cause of the explosion remained undetermined, it sparked, oh, I'm sorry, not World War I, the Spanish-American War with Cuba. Incited by the deadly blast, more than one million men volunteered for duty because of their allegiance to their country. Lime and stir. Yes, we should go to war. (laughs) Is that his great-great-grandpa there? Yes. (laughs) We all talk the same. You have no southern dialect or northern dialect. It's just villainous, isn't yes. it? Yes. You come from a villainous egg that just Y'all pops out. Y'all come back now, you hear. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, one million men volunteered back then. Lemonister and his generals came up with a similar plan. We could blow up a U.S. ship in Guantanamo Bay. So that was their idea, to blow up a ship 
Inport in Guantanamo Bay and blame Cuba. They well, proposed- that was supposed to sound like a ship. It sounds, it sounds like a fan. <laughs> they blew up a fan. See, it, <laughs> it was an oscillating fan. Those things are awesome. Yes. Go down to Guantanamo Bay and blow up the ship. I hate box fans. <laughs> that one's carrying a supply of box fans. Three speeds. Who needs that? <laughs> This is the 60s. We need faster speeds. Okay, so bombings were proposed, and basically they proposed this all and thought the casualty list in U.S. newspapers would cause that helpful wave, just like the millions who volunteered for the Spanish-American War. Exploding a few plastic bombs in carefully chosen spots, the arrest of Cuban agents, and the release of prepared documents sustaining... Cuban involvement also would be helpful in projecting the idea of an irresponsible government. Aircraft by U.S. pilots could provide additional provocation. Among the most elaborate schemes was to create an incident which will demonstrate convincingly that a Cuban aircraft has attacked and shot down a chartered civil airliner en route from the United States to Uh, Jamaica. Everybody fears the Cuban Air Force. You want jerk chicken? I was imagining paper airplanes. <laughs> Throw it in the oscillating fan. I, I, what? what? <laughs> We've got great cigars, my friend. Here we go. Here's the Cuban Air Force. It's a flock of geese. <laughs> oh, there's shit all over my car. <laughs> the po- carpet bombing my clean car. <laughs> okay, so... It's a, oh, it's a war of annoyance. <laughs> you just have to run so far away. So they were going to use unscheduled <laughs> flights to make... They were going to do this. It's like, this is 100% evil. Lemon, sir, this fuck, yes. and the Joint Chiefs worked out a complex <laughs> deception. It's so complex. It's and so complex. <laughs> so complex! <laughs> it's like, it sounds like a... That's that's how I think. Uh, what's the guy with the blonde tips? The the cook, the TGI Fridays guy that like oh di- frick, dives. Um, guy, Fieri? guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. That's how Guy Fieri talks in like private to his friend. I like pudding. S'mores, <laughs> <laughs> anybody? Yep, I'm telling you. An aircraft at Elgin Air Force Base would be painted and numbered as an exact duplicate for a civil registered aircraft belonging to a CIA or CGA, sorry, which is another acronym for some random uh, like Delta or something. Proprietary organization in the Miami area. At a designated time, duplicate the duplicate would be substituted for the actual civil aircraft and would be landed with the selected passengers all boarded under carefully prepared aliases. So they were going to basically kill. They were now granted they were going to use a drone. Mm-hmm. There was a there. They had drones <laughs> to, to use. Well, have you ever seen remote controls back then? That would be an awfully oh, long yeah. cord that would have to be connected <laughs> to that plane. <laughs> The guy running underneath it. <laughs> the plane, the plane. You see this guy is like in a car, running. just like jet a car <laughs> with a cable. <laughs> he's got a. He looks like Star oh, Wars. He's the plane's a- only turning with streets because 
It's the only yeah, way it's it can control. He's got a controller the yeah. size of an RV, just yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> got a guy standing on the up panel. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so finally, there was a plan to make it appear that the communist Cuban MRGs, which is their fighter pilots or planes, fighter, fighter pilot, were destroyed by <laughs> U- United States Air Force aircraft over international waters in an unprovoked attack. So. With Snoopy on top of a on top of his doghouse. Okay, so they were gonna try to make it look like the one fighter pilot from Cuba shot down a United States Air totally Force believable. aircraft. I, it's hard to wrap my brain around already because I'm just picturing like that's a it's a lot of pedaling for that uh, <laughs> Cuban pilot to do. He's at a Wright Brothers like stock point and a slingshot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing this guy with a Cuban cigar in his mouth and he's holding like jerk chicken in his other hand because he's, he's been to Jamaica Paddling. a few times and he needs the fucking fart power to blow his plane. He just crashes into the side of a gigantic death destroyer. Oh, he sunk my battleship. All right, so... At 2.30 on the afternoon of Tuesday, <laughs> March 13th. Initiating turbo boosters. <laughs> on March 1962, <laughs> Lemon went over the last minute details of Operation Northwoods with his covert action chief, Brigadier General William H. Craig, and signed the document. Coach. He then went on a special meeting in McNamara's office. An hour later, he met with Kennedy's military representative, General Maxwell Taylor. What happened during those meetings is unknown, but three days later... President Kennedy told Lemonitzer that there was virtually no possibility that the U.S. would ever use overt military force in Cuba. No! (laughs) Awarded. Goodness. Thank goodness. Yep. You know, people will argue about whether or not John F. Kennedy would have made a great president had he not been assassinated. On the side of the space race that everyone thought was so important for us to win mm-hmm. in September of 1963, he said we should all join together to finish this mission. <sighs> no race, just positivity. Obviously, the ghouls in his cabinet didn't like that. They also didn't like it when he fired Lyman, which he did as soon as he saw the shit these ass clowns came up with. Because even... Even though Kennedy liked to bone Marilyn Monroe on the side, his judgment was clear and he could see a villain. Because <laughs> he wasn't that's clouded by a backed up jizz pile. <laughs> that's, that's my two cents on the whole matter. There's no debate or verdict, obviously, as I said in the beginning. It, it, was, it was brought to light. All of these events were made public on 18 November 1997 by the John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Review Board. <laughs> A U.S. federal agency overseeing the release of government records related to John F. Kennedy's assassination, a total of 1,521 pages of once-secret military <laughs> records covering 1962 to 1964. You even read your numbers weird. 15398, 1521. I said 1,521 pages. 52 in one. Probably, I bet you, you give, no one calls you because you give your phone number out weird. Like 6163, 598, uh, 616, yeah. 222. Okay. Good. I was going to say don't actually give out your no, phone no. number. I wouldn't mind somebody giving me a call and just saying, hey. Yeah. All right. Here's Let's, the deal. Those were those 1,521 pages were all 
consummately <laughs> declassified by that review board. I think this could be part of why there are 9-11 truthers and why some people think JFK was assassinated from Absolutely. the government. And, and you certainly we should look into that, but the thing with like the 9-11 truthers and other conspiracy theorists is that that is the only answer. They never look at anything else other than the government government did it we should look to see if the government did it but it's not guaranteed that the government does it every single time i agree now i wonder that you said that there was the uh the group that released all this information so somebody had to have read through all those documents all seven nine four eight six pages of them one thousand five hundred and twenty one do you guys think it was fred Who's Fred? Fred Kennedy. Oh, that's a that's a episode nine poll. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened? Uh, oh, Jesus oh, Christ! Wasn't Fred. <laughs> Excuse me. Dark. 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 I'm in the burp penalty box. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need new equipment. People send me money. Jesus. Amazon wish list. No kidding. All right, so. Do we have time? I think we breezed through everything. This will be a shorter episode. Do we have time to do a quick quiz, perhaps? No pop culture, huh? I don't think so. Not on this one. Not really. I mean, government conspiracies. Middle gear. Yeah. It's time for the pop culture minute with Josh. I could talk about that, but I mean, that's just too broad. I mean, that's like, I guess every episode, I guess I could just point out in the first Metal Gear Solid, I'm reminded of what they were trying to do from that game, considering, well, spoiler for a game that's, you know, 20 years old or pretty close. (laughs) is that at the end of the game, you find out that Solid Snake, he's on Shadow Moses Island, and the government is sending in a bomber to destroy the island to cover up all the uh, things that happen on the island and then to blame someone else, and then that way they're covering their tracks, and even though they're the ones who kind of caused everything. Right. Holy! <laughs> you scared his dog. <laughs> These burps will scare a dog. God damn it! <laughs> so yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, but I know that's kind of uh, grasping at straws. But um, <laughs> hey, man, they're just marking time now. Good, good, good example. I like it. <laughs> I think it's time. To get quizzical. Let's get quizzical, quizzical. I wanna get quizzical. Let's get quizzical. All right, you guys know the rules. Yep. Buzz in with your name, blah, blah, blah. First question this is a quiz about Cuba. Oh, shit. How many provinces? Make up Cuba. A, 16, B, 9, C, 14, D, 12. Josh. 
Josh. C. B. The answer is 16. Damn it. Off to a bad start. Yeah. What Sorry. colors? Question number two. What colors are found in Cuba's flag? <sighs> a. Green and gold. B. Red, white, and green. C. Red, white, and blue. Or D. Red, blue, and gold. Josh. Jo- Josh. I said Josh like an idiot. <clears throat> uh, B. Mm. That's incorrect. Um, D. Mm. Fuck! Believe it or not, it's red, white, and blue. Oh, shit. Oh, I should have yeah, known yeah. that. I saw their flag every day. All right. Couple easy ones here since no one's scoring any points here. Question number three. In what year did the ill-fated Bay of Pigs invasion take place? A, 1965... B, 1963, C, 1961, or D, 1957? Josh. Josh. Ryan. C. That is correct. Josh. One. Ryan. Zero. (laughs) What is the national bird of Cuba? The Cuban trogan? The hummingbird? The brown pelican? Or the egret? Josh. Josh. Ryan. B. B. Fuck! It's right in the name. It's the Cuban Trogan. Uh, <laughs> I thought you made it up. So yeah, we I got know. Josh one. <laughs> Ryan zero. Ryan zero. Question number five. For a tie. Maybe. Worth two points. Oh, come on! Hold on to your butts. What Havana suburb was reportedly the inspiration for Ernest Hemingway's The Man oh, in the I Old know. Sea? I know this. Fuck. Uh, Ryan. I'll Ryan. Is, was it Havana? Mm. Oh, fuck. Josh. Kohimar. B. Playa Mariano. C. Miramar de Santa uh, Maria Loma. C. Kohimar. Fuck. Well, Josh wins. Josh is the winner. (laughs) And we obviously see how much Ryan and I both know about Cuba, even though one of us lived there for a while. I thought for sure Ryan would win that one. You know what? One of these days when we do a quizzical, you should do Batman, uh, just Batman stuff. Or, or like uh, X-Men. Like We'll do an episode on like Swamp Thing, and we'll just do batman trivia or something just randomly because that'll be there'll be blood <laughs> there will be blood yeah, this one i found interesting is maybe it's not for any points but does havana have a chinatown yes it does they do. i was surprised really? they do yeah you didn't know that you lived how, there how forward thinking of that well technically i was on a military base so it all what is the, the military base called guantanamo yeah correct <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and you get zero points for that. Throwing my arms boom, like an boom, inflatable boom. guy. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, that was our quickie. Quickie app. Um, it was good for me. We learned that Usually the government... Usually it's only good for one side. Yeah. The government learned <laughs> nothing. Nope. Some people think that that's the way they operate. Yep. And I can understand that. Totally. It's, uh, <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> if I... This is the most burpinest ass <laughs> podcast. <sighs> At least it's not farts. All right. 
Oh, you didn't notice? Let me just say something here. America, (laughs) knock it off. Yeah. Mind your own business. Stay in your own yard. Stay you know in what? your lane. If you guys don't like it, you can just get out. These colors don't run, son. You think you can drive in the left lane all day? Well, yeah. some of us got somewhere to go. I'm 90 and my turn signal's on the whole time. <laughs> all right. All you see is white hair and knuckles. Josh, where would we find you if we weren't listening to this show? Taco Bell. No. Oh, nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, welcome to Taco Bell. May I take your order? Oh, yes. Can I have a beef crunch burrito? Yeah, beef crunch burrito. Nice. Good call. Um, it's actually what I had tonight was Taco Bell. I had a taco bake. Hmm. It was weird. Yeah, sounds weird. Yeah. Hmm. That's why I'm gassy, I guess. <laughs> okay. I don't want to hear about your I don't want to hear about your bodily functions. What else do you do? Uh, (laughs) if you really must know (laughs) that's why he's asking (laughs) well if if you like this show then you could probably also listen to Larry and I on the Potty Slam podcast where we talk about the fun history of professional wrestling you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Potomatic at pottyslamshow.potomatic.com nice Larry well, I'm glad to say that in a month we will be coming back with all new episodes of the EFIS. Oh Yay! boy! com. if you're into baseball history. Sweet. And if you're listening to us and you haven't checked out our Facebook page, search Conspiracy Therapy, or if you'd like to send us an episode recommendation or maybe tell us, hey, why not do, you know, Read my email about a experience I had with a crazy cryptid and all that other stuff. Email us at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com. If an episode drops and you want to know when it hits, check out our Twitter at Conspiracy Tease Show. But more importantly than that, please, please, ladies and gentlemen, like Beer City Media on Facebook, on Twitter. Check it out. It's awesome. It uh it any of the shows that we just listed, you'll hear about you'll know when they're coming back you'll know and, you'll know when they're doing their thing and and more <laughs> shows than what we list that's true we have we Pick always so we for new fucking equipment over here god <laughs> damn it if this isn't an advertisement for giving paypal i don't know what is can can we get a can God. we get a mic cable that works? <laughs> God hey, damn it! It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! But really, those PayPal links, we need them. Send in the clowns. Send in the donations if you can. If not, <laughs> Larry, under, understand we're he man woman hating on this studio right Holy now. Shit. All right. Also. Um, please rate and review on iTunes and all those other things. We've got plenty of great stuff coming down the pipe. We're excited to talk about this. Let us know what you think. Do you do you really think that that it's possible the government is continuing to operate this way? Also, if you want to follow me and Larry on Twitter, it's at Ryan Herrick and at Larry underscore Ga underscore Ga. And Josh Indeed. doesn't do that shit. So I actually just deleted my 
Twitter account today. Did you really? Yeah, because I only go on there just to clear the notifications. <laughs> well, that's... Okay. Larry loves you. Josh loves you. Ryan loves you. We'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy. <laughs> Fuck microphones. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. of Beer City Media.